누구냐 너? 뭐 내가 중요하진 않아요 왜가 중요하지 I was going to eat a live fish for this segment, but my doctor advised, don't. So uh, instead, I'm just going to say, hi, welcome to Bomb Squad Matinee. So fucking <laughs> I'm your host, the Master of Ceremony, Tanner Richard Craft, and with me I have... Hi, I'm the oldest boy on this channel. <laughs> And we have a special guest returning for her third episode, first episode of Matinee, and I think the first guest on a Matinee episode? That's right. I'm honored. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, yeah. I'm Izzy. Yay! Oh, boy. You may remember Izzy from, uh, oh, <laughs> good, uh, from her episodes Tick, Tick, Boom, and the Mario Brothers movie. Now we're talking about old boy. Uh, which is the world's most fucked up triple feature. Just most <laughs> fucked up triple feature of all time. You're just, you're just at the end of it. You're just scared and confused. <laughs> but uh, before we talk about th uh, today's movie, which is Old Boy, uh, a classic, uh, widely considered one of the greatest movies ever made by people smarter than me. Um, but before we get into talking about Old Boy, we actually have two warm up questions today. <laughs> Our first warm-up question is, has the event of events of old boy ever happened to you? Tim, go. Tanner, why do you really think that I graduated so late? <laughs> what the hell did you come up with that one? That was good. Okay. Uh, Izzy, have has the event of old boy ever happened to you? <laughs> having a father who's attracted to younger women and having multiple affairs, I can't relate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Second warm-up question. Real warm-up question. What's your favorite movie about revenge? That's what I said, right? Yeah. That's what I wrote down, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Tim, what's your favorite movie about revenge? Go. So I'd like to kind of uh, preface this by uh, talking a little bit about what I think makes a revenge story good, which is I think you kind of have to toe the line between maybe you allow a little bit of catharsis, but ultimately it shouldn't romanticize revenge. There should be some degree of self-destruction happening along the way. Um, and this is probably a meme at this point, but I do have to give a shout out to Mandy, which is a film that very much does that. Um, it's it's a film... Name one more movie. I will name one more movie, but first I have to give my shout-out to Mandy. Um, <laughs> this is a movie where the first half of it is a man with his girlfriend, and uh, they get attacked, and the second half is him just going on a killing spree, and uh, throughout, he, he, with each kill, he gets a little more fucked up. He is doing more and more drugs, and by the end of it, he's just completely gone. Uh, so that's that's a great revenge movie, but uh, since I talk about that one a lot, I do want to give another shout-out to another movie that I recently got to revisit at uh, this very festival I'm representing right now, Hysteria Fest. Uh, and that is the 2007 French extremity film uh, directed by Alexandre Bustillo and Julian Mari, uh, Inside. Uh, this is a film that does not romanticize revenge at all. Uh, this is this is a movie where every act of violence uh, makes you feel horrible. And the final act of revenge in the movie uh, leaves you feeling nothing but dread. So those, those are my picks. Uh, one is a wild and crazy drug-addled ride, and one of them is the feel-bad movie of the holiday season. Back to you, Tanner. Uh, great answers. Great answers. Um, you're never allowed to talk about Mandy again, by the way. Um, uh, no, all right. no, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I think, for the rest I of the year, I'm gonna. it's fine. Yeah, for the rest of the year, you're banned. <laughs> you're done. You're done. Izzy, what's your favorite movie about revenge? And you can't say um, the movie we're talking about today. Oh, no, that's not my favorite movie about revenge. Okay, good, um, good, good. If you if you know me, you know, but it's Lady Vengeance. I absolutely adore that movie. 
Um, I, I'm trying to think like why I love it so much because I've seen it so many times. I think it encapsulates just kind of um, the positives and negatives of revenge um, and kind of goes over all the emotions of, of what comes with it. Um, like essentially the stages of grief um, and it's also pretty satisfying um, of a revenge movie while also like Tim was saying, like facing the realities of revenge and like the weight of it. And if it's really questioning if it's worth it or not at the end of it. Yeah. All right. What about Good you, answer. Tanner? <laughs> oh, my favorite movie about revenge is that 20 second YouTube video where Sonic the Hedgehog's talking the shadow and Sonic's yeah, like, don't you know that story? If you see, if you go on a journey of revenge, dig two graves. And Shadow responds with, "What a stupid fucking quote! I'm gonna kill way more than two people." That is my favorite movie. Starting <laughs> with you. Uh, um, this is actually a tough question for me to answer because there are a lot of good answers, like Lady Vengeance. Um, the John Wick movies probably qualify as revenge movies. I would have gone with John King. Wick, but I figured I thought more people were gonna be on here, and I figured that would have been an easy pick. Yeah, um, I could have gone with Inglorious Bastards, though that's the a Lion bit of a stretch. King. The Lion King's also one. Um, I'm gonna go with a pick because when I think of movies about revenge, for some reason, this is the movie that comes to mind. This is probably not a movie most people would expect me to say. I have to go with Heather's. Um, a movie I absolutely love to bits. Um, and I think that is a great, just sort of what we're all talking about shows how truly futile and silly revenge is. And also sometimes you meet people that, how do I say this without spoiling the movie? Wait, um, Sometimes you meet people you shouldn't trust. That's as vague as I can get without spoiling the movie. If you haven't seen Heathers, you should watch Heathers. It's great. Um, watch the musical, too, I guess. I haven't actually seen the musical. Is anyone I've heard it's good? I liked it. Okay. The musical's pretty, pretty good. Um, uh, but, yeah. Veronica changes, like, instead of being, like, a cool, calm-collected character, Veronica in the musical is, like, very nervous and, like, is like the switch but the musical the songs itself so good i found that with a lot of musicals like that uh heathers is very good you should watch heathers um i just realized i can't really get into the revenge aspects and why i like it without like spoiling the shit out of the movie and i do think that's a movie that benefits from some slight blindness much like the movie we're talking about today old boy um so let's just get right into it uh you know what? We're going to start with Tim again. So yeah, Old Boy is very much a classic. Um, uh, some A lot of people might know that this is uh, the second film in Park Chan-wook's uh, Revenge- Vengeance trilogy, uh, starting with Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and uh, finishing with Lady Vengeance. Um, what a lot of people don't know, though, is that it also based on a manga uh, written by Garon Tsuchiya and illustrated by Nobuaki Minegisha, or Minegishi. Um, and I had actually not read the manga before, but I decided to give it a read in preparation for this recording. And it's a pretty good read, but it's definitely um, elevated by the film. Uh, some key differences uh, in the manga, the imprisonment is 10 years instead of 15. And uh, I haven't seen the American one, but I've heard that it's apparently 20 years in that one. So they just keep making my boy stay in his prison for longer and longer each time. Uh, um, and then uh, another difference uh, in the movie, uh, his cell is like not so bad. It's like a pretty solid little studio apartment in the manga. It's like a 12 by 12 box um, with a TV. Uh, so that, that, that sucks. Uh, the villain's motive in the source material is much weirder and more petty. Um, but then, uh, the big thing is like a lot of 
the things that the movie is known for are things that the movie invented, like uh, the laugh and the world laughs with you, weep and you weep alone quote. That's an invention of the film. Uh, the infamous octopus scene, that's originally from the movie. Uh, the hallway fight, that's originally from the movie. And then the twist reveal, also an invention of the movie. So this is, having read the manga and now going into this movie, it's such a like perfect adaptation in that it uh, takes its source material, which is not bad, but it makes it so much better and so much more interesting. Um, like, some might say it's a little gratuitous, but goddamn, if it isn't memorable, uh, this is just such a great film. Uh, shout out to Park Chan-wook for uh, making such a great adaptation of that source material and the cast and crew for uh, bringing it to that new level. Uh, I'll probably have more to say in general discussion, but... That's gonna cap off my general review. Back to you, Tanner. Um, I just want a little clarity on something. I know you said he had more to say in general discussion, but I need to know right now. What the fuck do you mean his motivation is weirder in the source material? That was my question. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to that. How do you get weirder than that? It At least in the movie, like... It's like, okay, I get what the motive is. In the manga, it's a little more just like, what what are you what are you getting at? Uh, I'll get into that more later. You motherfucker. So you're just gonna you're gonna make us wait for the plot twist. There, there we go. <laughs> yeah, goddamn, goddamn you, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. And now that this uh, episode of the Sopranos is over, Izzy, what are your overall thoughts on old boy? I always come back to it with a different impression every time, typically seeing the our protagonist as worse and worse and worse um, with each watch. Um, but I, I love how enticing it is. I love the many different themes and elements that Park Chan-wook uh, explores. And there's just so many little details that he adds in this movie. And I mean, like in so many of his other ones that like, you can just like read into everything. You could probably overread into everything and it's fine. Um, and I think it, it does encapsulate vengeance very well. Um, and all the characters I think are pretty memorable. Um, they're just all, I don't know, just like really unique of a movie um, that I highly recommend if you've already seen it watch it with people who have never seen it it'll be like watching it for the first time it's great all right well guess it's my time to shine then speaking of watching it for people who have seen it for the first time i have an embarrassing confession to make here today guys despite the fact that i've seen lady vengeance twice i've seen the other vengeance movies once i've seen the handmaiden a couple of times before today i actually have never seen the Korean version of Old Boy. Oof. Wait, so you watched the Spike Lee version first? Yes, which probably gave me an unfair go. impression <laughs> of the movie. I, 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 am a, I am a known Spike Lee defender. I won't defend whatever the fuck happened there. Because I, I don't here. know what happened there. Sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> Especially after having finally seen the proper Korean old boy today. Holy shit, I get it now. Even things that I thought were kind of cool about the American version of old boy, like the hallway fight. I <laughs> thought in the American version, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I watched this version and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That's nuts. All one take, all raw. Something that really stuck out to me about watching old boy. I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't make it sound like an accidental insult. The cinematography of this movie feels very raw in a way that the American version isn't. The American version is very clean. It's very pristine. This one, it kind of feels like they randomly threw a camera into someone's hands and said, film this shit. And I mean that as a compliment. I don't know how to explain that in a way that makes it sound like it's kinetic. It's raw. It feels alive. The camera feels alive in this movie. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, the performances all around are incredible. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the lead actor's name because I am bad at pronouncing names that have like more than two syllables in it. Uh, I'm not, not syllables, vowels. Those are two different concepts, vowels and syllables. Uh, the lead actor who plays uh, Daesono, am I saying that right? The character's name? They said Dyson? it a lot. Dice. I'm not a perfect person. I watched... I'm not good with with remembering names I've heard of 50 million times. You have to say your name like 100 times before I finally go, oh, yeah. Like, you know, I have Izzy here, and then I think Tom? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, his performance is credible. Uh, the actress that plays Mido... Uh, she's incredible. The actor that plays the villain, he's incredible. I want to give a special shout out to like the villain's right hand man with the hair, the white hair. Yeah. Um, I just like him a lot. Perfect henchman, perfect like right hand man goon type. You know, the choreography is incredible. Uh, the story itself is incredible. I love the lead character. Uh, one of the most maybe like oddly detestable main characters I've seen in the movie. Um, I did not expect to like sort of actively dislike him as much as I do, but at the same time being like, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't like you, but man, that sucks. Gotta say, if I was forced into an accidental incest situation, would be none too pleased myself. Um, can't imagine that would be a great situation. <laughs> you can put that on the record. You can quote me on that. <laughs> Incest, not a fan. Not um, great. I'm going to stop this before I say something stupid. I, I get the sense that we're all going to have a lot more to say in a more free-form version where we bounce off of each other. So let's just kind of skip to that part after a brief commercial break. Hi, welcome back from that ad break for another ad. You see this shit? You see that color shit? That's for Punch Drunk Love. That's a movie palette. All right, that's for the movie Punch Drunk Love. You can tell because the colors are really pastel and shit. I think that's the term for it. I'm not an artist. Um, I'm not a painter. I'm an artist. I'm an artist of a different variety. I'm an artist of the word. I have bars. I'm Marshall Mathers, Eminem. And speaking of Marshall Mathers, Eminem, you can get one of 8 Mile, I bet, if you really wanted to. Or, oh boy, the movie you're talking about today, Lady Vengeance, another Park Chan-wook movie. Or uh, you can get one for the movie Tag, starring Jeremy Renner. Just go to moviepalette.com, add the cart. If they don't have it, you can ask them to make it. But while you're checking out, enter the code SQUAD15 to save 15% or more on... God damn it! You can't keep getting away with it! To save 15% on your order. Now back to the show. General discussion. Does anyone have anything they want to talk about? General, You know what? Actually, fuck that. Tim, explain. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get into that. Um, so, first off, um, the, the, the twist with um, uh, Mido being the daughter. Like, that's not in the manga. Uh, she, that character is just like a young woman that he is hypnotized to meet. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, it's explained that, um, they went to school together, um, and the villain of the, the villain in the manga, when they were young, uh, he was just like this very awkward, like creepy kid that nobody wanted to be around and everybody was making fun of because he had bad vibes. Um, yeah, there we go. Just, just like Tanner for real. Um, just like me for real! Um, and, uh, also one of the characters, um, that the main character who in the manga's name is Goto, uh, the one, one of the characters he interacts with is a teacher they had who, like, kind of helps him try and figure out what it was that happened. Um, and he, re she recalls that, uh, at one point he, like, tried to drop a fucking brick on her head. Um, so he's just like, yeah, that kid was fucked up. Um. And, um, they're, tr they're trying to figure out what happened, and, uh, he eventually determines that it was something that happened in his music class, and, uh, in this music class, uh, there was, like, a song that they had to sing, and when the villain is singing the song, like, everybody else is making fun of him and, like, laughing, uh, but the, the main character is, like, uh, moved to tears by the song, 
Uh, and he's like, a, you who were a popular kid who uh, didn't know the meaning of crying was moved to tears by my song, and that's why I hate you. Uh, and that's what? why that's why I say that's a weirder, more petty motivation that I don't understand. You treated me and my art like it was worthy of respect. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you. you. It's like if I showed someone diagnosis and when they started crying, I started kicking them in the stomach. This happened to my buddy Eric. <laughs> I you know what? Speaking, I think the movie Joker would be a lot better if that's what if that was ultimately Joker's motivation. Yeah, there that specific well, thing. Somebody, somebody is crying opens. at his material. That's how Joker's movie opens. Yeah. Though. He's just clowning around and he gets fucking kicked by ten children. One of them was Tanner. I haven't seen Joker since I watched it opening night with my buddy I, Tim here. I just remember it so much because when it happened, I wound up laughing and I felt everybody in the theater just look at me. And I was like, oh, it's not a funny haha moment. It's I, I think it's a pretty funny haha <laughs> moment. Listen, I think one of the funniest moments in a movie of all of 2019 and perhaps of all time is Joker's. We live in a society that disposes people and treats them like trash. You get what you fucking deserve, and then he shoots Robert De Niro in the head. That's just fucking funny, specifically because I think of Tim's edit. Yeah, with, with the with the was that the we'll be right back or was that something else? Yeah, that was that was we'll be right back. I posted that on my uh, like old burner YouTube account, and it got deleted within a week. Uh, but it reached yeah, but didn't it get like thirty thousand views it, it, or whatever? It got nineteen thousand something views. Uh, I'm sure it's it, been reposted. And people Someone's ripped it off, I'm sure. People probably made better versions that had the actual movie. I was using a cam rip. Because that was all that was available. Uh, uh, my favorite Joker video is the one on my channel, which is labored Joker 2019 dance scene. And then you watch it, and it starts playing Rock and Roll Part 2 like you think it would. And then I fade out the music, and I start playing Robbie Rodden's We Are Number One. And the music surprisingly syncs up well with his staircase dance scene. Uh, anyway, sorry, we're supposed to be talking about Old Boy. I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> Joker gets Weird. brought up and it just infects my mind. Weird manga interpretation or revenge reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's huh. um, because you cried at me in music class. Yeah, yeah I'm glad Park Chan Wook changed that. Yeah. I'm glad he changed it to incest. Yeah, there we go. Again, like, you know it's, what? it's gratuitous, but damn if it isn't memorable. Like, I would argue that it's definitely more weird in the movie, but, like, it also makes sense in the movie. I cannot comprehend his motivation yeah. in the comic, even though you just explained it to me. I read it, and I don't fully understand it. Me, after so... reading the script of Primer, this joke fucks. What were you going to say, Izzy? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, this watch had me thinking, and I uh, like want to ask the question. Oh when Daisu is on his knees, licking Wujin's uh, feet, his shoes, and barking, and he's holding the handkerchief, and he's laughing, is it because he's laughing and the world laughs with him, and so he doesn't cry and cry alone or weep? Hey. I think it's because he has that dog in him. There's that too. That's true. <laughs> or was it just he was just getting a thrill out of it? Am I reading too much into it? <laughs> I I think you could go either way with that one. Um, everything about that final sequence is nuts. Especially mm -hmm. the okay, I have to admit, the coolest match. We should stop praising the 2001 A Space Odyssey match cut, and we should instead start praising that cut where he cocks the gun in his hand that doesn't exist. And then shoots himself. Okay, actually, I don't think that's a match cut by actual definition of the word. I just think we should talk about that cut more, because that was I, sick as hell. I think the term is smash cut in that case. It's a smash mm. cut. It's smash. Would smash not pass. Yeah, there we go. I can't stop thinking about the shot where he's holding the hammer and then the red dot thing happens. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's so good. I love that shit. That's so cool. And I don't think I remember that being in the American version. Because they're cowards. <laughs> Yeah. More movies should have red dot lines. Yeah, exactly. Indiana Jones, this movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Pulp that's all yeah. I got. Pulp, Pulp Fiction um, has like the square thing. Oh, that's SpongeBob. I, We're not I, talking about this or this. We're talking about this. How did I bring up SpongeBob? I'm sorry, Izzy. What are you trying to say? That no, probably good. actually um, productive. There's somewhere on YouTube, I don't know if it's still up, but there's like a three and a half hour of just pure behind the scenes footage of Old Boy um, that I will definitely share later because it's wonderful. Um, three and a half hours, Old Boy Magic and Making. I found it. Amazing. Yeah, it's three and a half hours long. It's eight years old. Yep. Sounds like the culprit. Song Kang Ho isn't even in the movie, and then he just wanders onto set and Park. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Park Chan was like, "What are you doing? You're not in this one." He's like, "Eh, just wanted to see what was up." <laughs> What's going on, guys? So, yeah. Guys making a movie. Without <laughs> <laughs> me. Uh, who? Who? who want, what's his name that wandered on set again? Uh, Song Kang Ho. He is. He was in Parasite. He was the dad in Parasite. Oh. He was in the host. He was in Mr. Vengeance. He's in the taxi <laughs> Korean movie. Uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he also in Memories of Murder, Memories or is it yeah. which came out? If I'm if I remember correctly, came out the same year as Old Boy. Maybe he wandered from the Memories of Murder set onto this one. I think it came out maybe. Oh, probably. I was like, I thought it came out a little bit earlier. If I could be very. very I believe early. they both came out in 2003. Perfect. And then um, Joint Security Area Thirst everything <laughs> so my first impression when i first watched this movie was like feeling so sad and bad that daisu didn't get the revenge he was hoping for that everything just got so much worse um and just mm. being you know completely shocked and the more i watch it the more i'm like he's kind of fucking stupid and he's a coward and he is cocky and just comes in with a stride that is so undeserved. Um, and it's really hard to find any redeeming qualities up until the very end, which yeah. also is like mimics his behavior from the beginning. This watch around, I noticed that he had like really no grief for his wife. Um, just absolutely yeah nothing. he's just like man those sons of bitches framed me yeah like that yeah. that seemed like his actual concern i've been framed yeah and then even when he gets out of jail he's just like sex crazed and like uh so, so sex crazed that if i recall correctly i may have misinterpreted what was happening attempts to to, to i don't want to say the r word attempts to sexually assault the the uh, my, my that the, the scene in the bathroom yeah when he like throws him I'm not misinterpreting that right <laughs> what the yeah. fuck was up with that does 15 years of practice good. work it doesn't <laughs> I felt bad for laughing at that I was like I don't I don't think I should laugh at that but fuck that's funny yeah like that's one of the first things our protagonist does after getting out of prison is. Attempt to do a sexual assault. And I'm just like, am I supposed to like this guy? I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wants you to real bad. And then you you take the rose-colored glasses off. <laughs> and, like, I think this all kind of plays into what I was talking about with, like, uh, what makes a revenge movie good or a revenge story good um, is that element of self-destruction. Like uh, you have two people who are tr actively trying to commit revenge against each other and both of them are self-destroying basically the whole time. Like even the villain who's like uh, cocky and laughing the whole time at the end, uh, he's just bang. Yeah, and I mean, even there was that point where um, Mido, 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 I believe Mido. The, the 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 love Mido, interest. Yeah, yeah. So even at that, there's still a point where Mido is like, okay, now you know the truth. Like, isn't that enough? Now, now you know why you were imprisoned, and you can leave now. We don't have to do anything else. We can just run away, and that's where it gets into 
totally over consumption of vengeance yeah. rather than kind of like reminding yourself why you were even on this path anyway. And if you would have done that, there's like a whole other angle of like, you know, Wujin wouldn't have gotten his vengeance. He would have, you know, wasted 15 years trying to get it and, and lost. evaluating vengeance from that side. Yeah. And he also lost uh, that guy, uh, main character, loses his tongue. Not ideal. Yeah. That was insane. Um, <laughs> so, do you guys think that, like, this might be baby first time watching the movie level question, so forgive me. I was thinking about, the, like, that final shot of when he's smiling and then he kind of, like, stops smiling. And in the moment, I just couldn't help but think, did the hypnosis work? I can't tell. Is that, what do you guys think? Did the hypnosis work? Did he forget that he's banging his daughter or? I always it's, come down to ambiguity. Let's just hope yeah, for the best. That's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. Like, yeah, it, it, it could be that he's forgotten uh, or it could be that he's just so far removed from everything that he's just choosing to uh and enjoy being with his daughter i'm sorry i i just i don't know why but when i said does he know he's banging his daughter then the next thing that popped into my head are those stupid hotel transylvania memes where dracula's all like haha jonathan you're banging my daughter I don't, I don't think I should bring that up right now. But for some reason, it came to my mind. Oh, God. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Different movie from Old Boy. Sure. Did we can all agree. Uh, <laughs> some similar themes there, banging daughters, but that's really where the similarities end. Um, it's kind of crazy how, like, the, like the, the main source of the revenge is focused on the main character, where it really seems like all that happened was he offhandedly told his friend the day before he leaves, hey, man, I just saw some crazy shit. And then it blows up into a whole thing basically outside of his actions. Yeah. And 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 our villain, like, blames him, though, because, like, you started it. And I don't know. I feel like it's kind of interesting because I almost got the impression that his friend that does get brutally murdered was arguably more responsible for how things spiraled. But that does kind of play into like the manga version where the whole thing is like it he was a perpetrator for something he didn't even fucking know that he did um and that's kind of where we're at with this where it's like he didn't even, he had no idea of the ramifications of what he did and in the case of the movie um he knows Daisu saw them together and so there's only like the assumption that he said something not to the extent of what was said or like how it was said but mm, he'd be yeah. essentially like the only person that knows that's a good point man it's so crazy that a service exists that you can just imprison people that's yeah. crazy you think that business can i call like is kmart off of this service can i call kmart about this yeah. costco might you know i gotta get a costco membership already clearly yeah. It do be pricey, um, though. It do be pricey. I just totally unrelated. I, my mom the other day pulled into the Sam's Club parking lot to get gas, and I went, I thought we have a Costco membership. And she said, oh, we have both. And I was like, damn, my family's rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, not um, a sign of wealth at all. But I just, <laughs> that's just that was the impression that I got. Um, I always find it interesting um after they reveal that he's been that he slept with his daughter um when she puts on the angel wings it's the same exact thing that daisu did while waiting like the same exact motion while he was uh, waiting for his friend to like pick him up from the station and then immediately his language changes to like little mido like it's okay like like it's just oh the the way it changes is so unsettling and oh yeah i remember thinking about that when i watched it when yeah. he's on the phone with her and i'm mm. like the the sweet yeah, pea sweet pea it was like sweet pea i was like i if i ever had like a boyfriend that called me sweet pea 
I would like seriously consider breaking up with him on the spot. That is something you call a child. You don't call a partner. Yeah. Yeah. His performance is so even though the plot twist obviously will eventually wear off, his performance just makes the rewatch so worth it. Yeah. Because it just sells it every single time. Yeah, like just a complete like he's disgusted with himself, he's disgusted with the situation, but also in a very like interestingly lovingly almost loving way, scared for his daughter and the pain that his daughter could experience if she found out the truth. Yeah. Like, that is, like, for how fucked up and grotesque the subject matter is, a very nuanced, like, kind of response mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, oh, I'm horrified. My daughter will take this even worse than I am. Yeah. Like, like there's something, like, very, <clears throat> dare I say, Tim, dad's rock, baby. <laughs> I guess. Had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. <laughs> um, Yeah, that was like one of the big things that stood out to me was just how much he was like concerned for his daughter's well-being. And like and like and immediately like those paternal instincts kick in and his performance sells it 100 percent because you can also see like the remnants of the genuine romantic love he felt, too. But it's just being completely over. You can almost see it in real time it being completely overridden by this paternal instinct and it's it's just played brilliantly i think angel wings get me gets me every time yeah i i was watching (laughs) this with my fiance who had not seen it before and uh after it was done she was telling me about how like uh i had always heard that uh there was this twist there was this deep dark reveal uh and uh, i was like it's incest isn't it uh because she was aware that there was uh, a sex scene and that at the end he um reunited with his daughter and she's just like it's a sex it's an incest thing isn't it and then it was a fucking incest thing god damn uh (laughs) being able to call incest for this movie is a crazy move (laughs) i'm not gonna lie that's fucking insane that she predicted that somehow the yeah. the first watch around, I was like, <laughs> the first watch, I was like, wow, this sex scene is really long. I feel like this is a really long sex scene. Why are they doing this? Haha, ha, what if that was his daughter? And then I let it go. Oof. I let go of that thought and then it came You're back. like, that's weird. Why would a movie do that? <laughs> oh, little did you know, movie yeah, do have reason for doing that. So Park Chang-wook... It, it really hurts, but you're going to endure driven. it. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my gosh. <laughs> every time. Park Chang-wook, every scene um, that he does, just, or in every movie, every scene is has a reason. Like, everything has a reason for existing. So seeing a sex scene in one of his movies and being like, why does this exist? Park Chang-wook, why? And then... It eventually, it just it's becomes important. Um, the same could be said for Handmaiden, aside from scissoring, but that's fine. Um, so there's, it's I don't know, got me Park Chan shook. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna maybe bring a little bit of trivia into this, but just because I think this is a fun fact, um, I need to watch this now that I've seen Old Boy. So obviously you're all aware of the official that came out 10 years after the original Old Boy, American remake of Old Boy. Mm-hmm. Are you guys aware, however, of the unauthorized, unofficial mm-hmm. Bollywood remake of Old Boy? I, I saw oh, something I about that uh, when I was looking at the um, the Wikipedia page for the manga. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Zinda. And the primary difference is that Instead of it being an incest thing, uh, the main character just kind of wanted to fuck the villain's sister. And the sister's like, nah. <laughs> so the main character's like, all right, I'm going to tell everyone you're a whore. Um. So he does. And then she kills herself because of the bullying, uh, which for one, I feel like just kind of immediately paints the villain in a good light. 
Yeah. That's an extremely fucked up thing to do to spread rumors like that just because a woman doesn't want to have sex with you. Not okay. Not okay. Pointing at the camera. You, misogynist Joe. I'm talking to you. Um, not okay to do that. And number two, part of his revenge is obviously locking him up for those 15 years. But then locks his... Since his 14-year-old daughter to work at a brothel, he doesn't bang his daughter in this version. I, I don't even think there's a love interest in this version. Um, he just still claws people's teeth out with a hammer, though. That's pretty cool. Um, but, like, at the very end, he successfully kills the villain and then, like, gets in contact with the cops to save his daughter from the brothel, and they all live happily ever after. This sounds like about as much of an old boy remake as the, the fight scene in season one of Daredevil. He's he's imprisoned for 14 years instead of 15. Why is the number always different every single time? Because <laughs> fuck 15 you! 15 in this one made sense. Yeah. It made sense. 14 is movie, too specific. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. He does have a love interest in the Bollywood remake. She just dies. I think. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> I misunderstood this. He lives with his love interest and they raise the daughter together. Her husband is apparent. Her original bride is her original. His original wife apparently just never gets brought up again. This one might be worse than the American remake. Hold on. I need to watch this at some point. Oh my God. It still has musical numbers. Of course it does. Old boy with a okay. musical number. Hell yeah. God, I hope one of the music um, numbers is in the hallway scene. Apparently the director of uh, the Bollywood remake of Old Boy in defense of it's an old boy knockoff says, I wasn't just inspired by Old Boy. I was also inspired by the Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. <laughs> sure you were, buddy. Sure you were. Um... Oh, so yeah. there, there's right. the Indian uh, old boy. Yeah. Me, when I see an old man on the streets of India, there's the Indian old boy. <laughs> um, Stupid joke. Something I thought about on this watch was the side-by-side -side of world events or important events that happened with Daisu's time. Um, being imprisoned. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize like 9-11 had that much of an impact worldwide. Yeah. We, yeah, it was definitely. odd seeing like 9-11 and uh, Princess Diana's death in that little montage. I think the montage would have been improved if right before or right after the 9-11 footage happens. Uh, there's also like uh, footage from Shrek interspersed in there. The cultural I think the movie would benefit from... Well, I think, listen, imagine if like in the final battle... He's wearing the Shrek outfit. It's all ogre now. <laughs> it's a better movie. I'm just saying it's the only way to make a perfect movie better. Shrek. What the fuck is this joke? I, I don't know. He he's he's he goes to the the purple blue dragon, uh, and then they have donkey dragon babies. Oh no. <laughs> You know, I just realized, even if he has, like, half his memories wiped, if he ever has a kid, like, with her, mm. there's a very real chance that baby will have birth defects, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I had more to say about that, but I we, don't. We don't have to think too far into the future on this one. You can just let we that one sit more. for a minute. Me, me, I, me, me, after I watching also, any movie. We need to think more about the incestuous implications. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Izzy, what were you trying to oh, say? I was going to say, it's so, I think it's so funny that Daisu is just such an idiot. And then uh, Mito is like, also an idiot and really naive. Um, respectfully, she's like really naive. And I'm like, oh, you do take after your dad. Oh, God. Yeah. Like father, like daughter. Mm. You know, speaking of how stupid he is, me personally, if I thought I witnessed incest, I would remember that shit for the rest of my life. 
Yeah. Like, because remember the whole thing at the end where he's like, you thought I hypnotized you? No, you just forgot. Me personally, never forgetting. That would haunt me. I would like be trying to go to bed one night and then like this little voice be like, hey, remember that one time you saw some dude banging his sister? I'd be like, I'm never going to sleep again. Like, that would haunt me. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't that haunt you guys or am I weird? Uh, It would haunt me, but the... uh it's bold to think that Daisu would actually care about other people outside of himself. That, that's, no, that's a good point. He's just kind of, well, he cares about his daughter, clearly. Yeah. Kind of, at least. Then again, at the beginning of the movie, isn't he in jail because he's miss he's missing his daughter's birthday party? I just yeah, remembered that detail. Because he's super drunk. And yeah. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Isn't it his daughter's third birthday party? Yes, that's why it's been And 15 years, years later problematic age gap much that's the most problematic part of that relationship is the age gap a classic tanner zinger it's a lot to unpack (laughs) there's just so much to unpack in that problematic age gap incest smelly stinky smelly poopy head attempted assault (laughs) Got to throw that in there. Oh. How to have a successful relationship according to old boy. Hates dumplings. You need, <laughs> you need hypnosis. You need to eat a, a live animal. Though apparently that's actually just common in Korea. I, I don't claim to know. Apparently uh, that's according to the IMDb trivia section. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, you need hypnosis. You need to eat a live animal. You need incest. You need a problematic age gap. Cold hands. So those are the five hallmarks to a successful relationship in the old boy universe. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, that cold hands thing, classic girl flirting move. All right? Just classic shit. I've noticed this about women. Women love to flirt, like, being like, look at how big your hands are. Look at how cold my... They want to hold your hands. Have you noticed this, Tim? Yeah. And Izzy? Maybe women have flirted with you? I don't know. As a woman, I can't say that I am handsy. All right. Fair point. I'm just noticing this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there there was a whole Beatles song about it. I want to stop. I'm not supposed to sing right now. I'm on strict vocal rest. That's Um, a you problem. Is that your... Oh, my God. What's his name? What's his name? Minions. Minions scarf. Gru. Is that your Gru scarf? Your scarf. It looks like Gru's scarf. Oh, I guess from, it kind of does, doesn't it? From Despicable Me. Uh, oh my god. I, <laughs> it's because it was the only scarf on Amazon that I could get with overnight shipping. Because I, full disclosure to the audience, I've been taking vocal lessons lately, uh, but I've been using my voice a bit too much lately, so I had to go on two days of strict vocal rest, which also came with the you need to wear a scarf around your neck unless you're sleeping, which is why I'm wearing a scarf indoors with the heat on. It's not because I'm a crazy person. It's because I apparently need to keep my throat very warm. Old boy. <laughs> Old boy. Does anyone have anything else, I guess? Uh, it's like I have so many thoughts around it. And also it, it's just so hard to put it into words because it's. It's just a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really enjoy watching it because um, compared to like, you know, like five, over five years ago when I watched it, initially it's um, like a lot of the transitions hit. And then watching it now while having watched almost all of his work, um, just seeing how he has evolved as a director it's really incredible and some of the transitions in old boy doesn't hit us smoothly as it once did. I still think it's a wonderful movie, wonderful editing. Um, and it really like what he envisioned in old boy, as far as editing goes, like it just totally translates into his current work. Um, so that's also what I think is so exciting about it. Um, I would say the other two movies are worth a watch. Um, surprisingly, uh, this vengeance movie does not involve 
uh, kidnapping a child out of the <laughs> trilogy. So there's that. Did you have a trivia corner? Or... Oh, yeah, I, I, I could read oh, some yeah. bullshit. Tanner's Trivia Corner! Four live octopodes were eaten for that scene. Yep. Four. When this film won the Grand Prix at Cannes, 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 French Film Festival, bullshit. Raising Cannes. Uh, raising Cannes. Fuck you, now I want Raising Cannes. God damn it. Um... When a film won the Grand Prix Award, the director thanked the cast, the crew, and the four octopodes. As he should. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Uh, at about half hour into the movie, uh, Odesu, uh, Odesu uh, bangs his head on a table after he stops uh, Mido from reading his diary. Uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. He did that on accident. He actually is in real pain in that scene. But the other actress kept her cool and just read her lines. And that was the take they used in the movie because the director thought it was, quote, funny. Yeah, there we go. Uh, which, in my opinion, is the best reason to use a specific take because it's funny. That That's why I used uh, the take of you slipping in uh, the uh, anarcho-Bidenist because it was funnier. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so fun fact, people have actually tried calling that phone number that's listed um, for the uh, Foster's parents' home in Sweden of his daughter. People call that number. Fun fact, it says it's been shut down request by the owner of the number, but then it refers you to the Republic of Korea embassy in Sweden. Hmm. At least as of the time of this trivia happening. I don't know if that still works, and quite frankly, don't feel like making an international call right now to test it. Um, don't think my mom, who pays for my cell phone, will be too appreciative of that. Um, so I won't. Um, uh, when uh, uh, Odesu is like um, walking and playing around with the toy wings, he actually kept telling the cameraman to focus on his legs because he was trying to do Michael Jackson's moonwalk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that should happen in more movies. IMDb says this. I don't know if this is actually true. Uh, but you know how Odesu is in prison on the seventh and a half floor of the building? Yeah. Just saying there's a movie that came out three years prior that also had the seventh and a half floor of a building being pretty central to a story. Uh, those who have seen being John Malkovich might remember that the, the, the tunnel that makes you go into John Malkovich land was on the quote seven and a half floor in the building. Um, might be a coincidence. Might not, though, because Park Chan-wook seems to watch a lot of shit, so... That that um, was something in the manga, so maybe the, the people who may be John Malkovich like the old boy manga, too. <laughs> who knows? It all, it all comes back around. Um, I noticed this, and IMDb Trivia notices this. Uh, during the scene at the Cyber Cafe, if you look at what the extras in the background, they're playing the, they're playing the first Counter-Strike. <laughs> Which, of course, I noticed because I'm a fucking nerd. Um, Ode Su. You know, if you read his name in the proper surname first way, Ode Su. Apparently, that name is specifically uh, inspired by a tragic Greek figure, Oedipus. Uh, who you may know as the guy that fucked his mom. Yeah. There we go. I believe the more proper way of saying it is loving his own mother. But it's way funnier to say he fucked his mom. I just think this is kind of funny, by the way. Uh, the actor for Ode Su is 14 years older than the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the... Uh, so, But then again, Ode Su is dumb in this movie. Maybe he got held back a lot. Can you imagine being in high school and there's a 29-year-old in your calc class? Person be like, what's going on? What's going on here? Personally, I, I just like to think that uh, the villain uh, just has a great moisturizer routine. Uh, he's able to keep up with it because he's rich as shit. Uh, and Odesu is in prison. Need his skincare routine. Dermatologists hate him. I mean, um, when when he did that move where he lifted his entire body only using like his chin, I mean. That's rich, rich people stuff. Yeah, there we go. 
the yeah. actor of the, the the actor that played Odesu, um, fun fact, um, trained for six weeks and lost twenty pounds in order to do this part. Hell yeah! Did most of his own stunt work. And uh, finally, um, I happen to notice this because I'm a fucking nerd. At eight minutes in, when uh, Odesu's talking about the gas, he mentions how it's used by Russian special forces. He specifically refers to a Moscow Nord OST theater hostage crisis. And it's funny that he would refer to that, considering that that scene takes place in 1988, and that theater crisis happened in 2002. So this all leads to my fan theory that Odesu can see the future and what implications this has for the old boy cinematic universe. All right, this bit is over. Final thoughts, Tim, go. Uh, yeah, Old Boy is a great film and an even better adaptation of its source material. Uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out if you are keen on some intense stuff, uh, some uh, hard-to-watch subject matter. And uh, to quote Park, Park Chan-wook on the uh, foreword of the most recent theatrical release, if you are a fan of Octopi, you might not like this film. Back to you, Tanner. That's true. He does eat that octopi. I thought that was a CGI octopi until I read the trivia and I found out, nope. no, he just actually ate that. Nope, they were real. Four of them. Those poor guys. Yeah. Izzy, uh, anything left you got in the tank that you want to get out there before we end it? Old Boy is a great movie. Um, do yourself the favor and don't do what Tanner did. Just watch the original. Don't consider the Spike Lee version. Please. <laughs> For your consideration. Actually, um, actually uh, to the audience, don't do what I do. Don't do what Izzy suggesting. Watch the Indian version first, <laughs> and then watch the original Korean. Because I want to see go. what you think. This is an experiment. <laughs> this is an experiment. If you Death Machine Star, it's up to you. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if if old boy would be considered in the category of Korean new wave cinema. I don't know if anybody can triple track me on that. Uh, um, I don't know enough about Korean cinema beyond Bong Joon-ho cool to make any definitive statements about that. That is, that is very fair. This is watch more new wave Korean cinema it is very, very good. Um, there are more directors than Bong Joon-ho and Park Chan-wook out there. Um, that have also made incredible movies and have been inspired from each other. That's all I got. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm not really familiar with the works of any particular directors beyond those two, but I have seen a lot of movies out of Korea, and I would say that um, the best film industry in the world right now may very well be the Korean film industry. Um, there's a lot of cool, interesting stuff coming out of there. Um um, Old boy, note. good. Sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, Izzy. <laughs> um, side note, Tanner, have you seen I Saw the Devil? I feel like Tim definitely has. Yeah, I've seen Sympathy it. for the Devil? Hold on, you blocked, you no, no, cut no, out. I... Sorry. Have you seen I Saw the Devil? Maybe? That sounds so familiar. You, Hold on. I feel on. like you'd remember that one. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I watched it. Wild. Yeah. That's a, oh, it's another. Good oh, this one. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I have. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Sorry. That's all. I just didn't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> I have seen I Saw the Devil. Uh, audience, watch All I Saw the Devil. Uh, watch it at home alone in the dark. <laughs> but. You know what else I'm watching home alone in the dark? What? You! <laughs> the person watching slash listening to this episode of Bob Squad at an A. I'm not actually stalking you, to be clear. I only stalk my immediate family members. But if you are listening to this episode on any audio platforms or on, uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Leave a review. Uh, if you are listening, go ahead and mosey on down over to our Patreon and give us some money. I, I I promised him that if he's a good boy for Christmas, I'll get him the new Red Ranger rocket. 
Uh, but unfortunately, I haven't raised enough funds, and I, only you can get him that toy. Uh, insert sad photo of Tim crying here. And uh, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you all so very much for watching. Uh, go down to the comment section below and let me know. What do you think of Old Boy? What's your favorite movie about revenge? What's your favorite Park Chan-wook movie uh, for funsies? Uh, tell me your favorite Bong Joon-ho movie for unrelated reasons. Um, is Old Boy considered Korean New Wave cinema? If you're a scholar, comment below and let me know. Um, let us know. Izzy specifically really wants to know. Um, I do want to know. <laughs> uh, if, if, if any Korean cinema scholars are watching, please let us know. Uh, as if you haven't tuned, down, tuned out after my seventh incest joke. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button so you know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button so you know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon so you know exactly when you upload new videos. Thank you so very much for watching. Tune in next week when we talk about... The Grinch! See you then! Bye! Farewell.